Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to share a parallel with you. Interestingly enough, um, many of you who've listened to me over the years know that for the last 16 years, ever since I got cancer, I got involved in uh, collecting O-Gage Railroad trains, which are the, medi- the well, they're the largest ones. So they're like the Lionel trains, but there are ones larger, by the way. But for the n- normal people, there's O-Gage, which are like Lionel size. Then there's HO, which is what most people do because it's much smaller. You can get a lot larger layout. And then there's Engage, which are itty bitty bitty. I don't know why anybody likes them. You can't even see them. You have to get a mag- magnifying glass out to see the detail. Whatever opinion. But the bottom line is the the O gauge uh, has been what I've been dabbling in for years. Now, why do I bring that up on a you know retirement slash uh, money investment slash you know lifestyle quality slash radio show? Well, not because I want to entice you into railroading. That's not at all it. Uh, simply because I noticed a parallel the other day as I was working on my train layout. And so I'm going to give you a little background, and then I'm going to explain to you why that means something to you. One of the things you have to understand, and I've talked about this many times over the 16 years, is that you don't know what you don't know whenever you go into a new project. And so when I first built my first layout. It was just a, a flat table and trains went around circles and we called it looping. Just watch your trains go around circles and, you know, you buy yourself some neat cars and maybe some additional neat cars and some neater engines and some more cars. And you watch them go around and around the loop. And that very, very basic way of having a train layout slash train collection is what my metaphor is akin to uh, your financial investments. You know, when you first get into some case, so I'm going to save some money. So what do you do with it? And you just, you go out there and they give you the most basic possibilities available. Well, you could put some in the 401k. You could put some in an IRA. You put it in there. You watch it go round and round and round. Up and down, up and down, just like this train going round, 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 up and down, up and down, round, 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 round. And that's it. It's kind of boring after a while. You know, it's boring watching the train go round, round. It's boring watching the 401k sit there and go up and down, up and down, up and down. Same thing with an IRA, etc. So when you, you look at this basic plan, somebody gave you, or you came up with this basic plan, a little research, figured it out, just like I figured out how to buy myself some trains and put the track together and power it and the whole bit. You figured out how to get yourself into one of these 401ks or one of these IRAs and put some money in there and 
then you kind of, it's on autopilot, just like when these trains, you turn them on, they go round, 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 round. But somewhere along the way, I got bored with that. Well, a lot of people in real estate do the same thing. They really are buying real estate because they want to be active. These people believe that the way you make money with real estate is quite simply to work. And if we say that enjoyment and return on enjoyment is the end result of these train guys, they build all this stuff to create themselves a job, which is to run a miniature layout, miniature railroad, right? And so I brought up that there's really three different types of real estate investors, and there's really three different types. Well, there's more than three different types of real estate investors, but there's three different types of train layouts and or people that have train layouts. And the first one was just the looper that just sticks their track down, lets the trains go round round circles. And I paralleled that with your 401k and IRA to stick the money in there. And you don't really care. It just goes round and round and round and round and up and down, up and down. The second one is the builder. And that's the guy that wants to get in there and, and build everything. And everything is about constructing your rental properties, fixing them, working on them, and being intimately involved in construction. And for the uh, the train layout guy, I think that might parallel even more likely the guy that wants to have the third type of layout, which is the model, where everything is absolutely perfect. I mean, they, they don't even really care about the trains. The trains are like a, a an afterthought. They want to make sure everything's perfect. And the reason I say this is because it parallels with the guys that buy rental houses, and they want to fix them up perfectly. And they're so excited about how perfect they look. They're not even thinking about the fact that they got to put a tenant in it. They got to lease it out. The tenant might tear it up. They go, I'm building this thing the way I wanted it if I wanted to live in it, which is ridiculous, but they do. And that's just the way train models are. I mean, they model the world as if it was in infinite detail how it should be. Don't really even care about the trains, just like these people don't really even care about the rental properties. So you've got your rehab guys, you've got your infinite detail guys, you've got, you know, you got all different reasons to want to get into real estate, none of which have I mentioned so far is to make money with it, right? None of these are really about making money and or becoming effective. Well, being that a railroad thing is a hobby, it really doesn't have to be effective. And the beautiful thing is, unlike when I got into, you know, my rental houses and building and rebuilding and remodeling my rental houses, which gave me activities to do as a retired man uh, and an excuse to buy tools, what I found was is that once it became a necessity to make it happen so that I could get the rehab done quickly and get someone in there to rent it, that took all the fun out of it. Now it was a job, and it was a job that you didn't anticipate. You weren't going in there to create your piece of artwork. You weren't going in there to have fun, to, you know, to buy tools. Now you were trying to get in there and get all this garbage out of there and get it cleaned up and get it painted and become monotonous and becomes overwork. And so more along the line, that wasn't fun anymore. So... You start to change. You start thinking about, okay, what, what do I need to do differently? So now you have to figure out how to run your portfolio without you doing all the work. That means the numbers change because now you have expenses that you hadn't anticipated and or inputted into it. I remember how easy it was to make money when there were really no maintenance costs. It was amazingly 
you know, profitable. But when I stopped doing the maintenance and the repairs and the remodels and, and the make readies, then all of a sudden I had to change my business model. Well, the same thing is true with my railroad. Each time I look at it and I, I start to build it and build it back again, I find that I have seen better models since then. And better models in all three categories, right? Better loopers, and then there's better place-to-place uh, -place activity type train sets and models. And you start thinking, hmm, I wonder if I could put a little place-to-place -place in there. That makes it look more realistic. You know, you come from this place, take some stuff over to that place, take some stuff over to that place. Again, it becomes more realistic. And then I also see that, you know, man, this flat table just doesn't make it. I mean, this, some of these layouts have one, two, three, and even four or five layers. And trains going uphill and downhill and across and around and through mountains and over water and bridges. I think, man, this is really, really neat. Mine is really, really boring. Well, same thing happens to you with your investments. You know, you, you've got this boring 401k and IRA that really are not doing much for you. Then you hear something like us on the radio. You hear about ma people making lots of money. You hear about people having lots of fun doing their investments. You go, I don't have any fun in my investments. My investment is just going loop-de-loop-de-loop, round and round, up and down, up and down. And uh, maybe I want to get out there and change it. So you make that decision. I'm going to go for a better set of circumstances, a better investment in your case, a better layout in my case, and then you run into it. It finally hits you in the face. There's a problem. What is the problem? The problem is you can't just move to the new type of investment structure. You can't just move to the new type of layout because you got the old layout. You got the old investments. And so what you find is you have to take a step backwards. And so I had to literally take each time I wanted to build a new layout, I had to take the old layout apart. So I took it apart, expanded it one time. Um, I changed tracks another time. Uh, I changed uh, engine types and or control types from just a regular transformer where you push the power on and pull the power off and the engine goes when the power goes on and off to where the power's on all the time and use computers to run the trains. So that was another whole rehab and overhaul. And now I'm putting in just the most elaborate layout I've ever seen. I'm going right to the top. I'm trying to put in all the stuff that just will make this one of, you know, those must-see type travel across the country to see type train layouts. Hey, you know, I'm 66 years old. I've got money. I don't need to work. I got something to need something to do and, to, you know, to look forward to, to get out of bed every day. And I've got many hobbies, and this is just one of them. But that's what happens. When you get into this now, I found, oh, my gosh, I have to take all this stuff apart. And you're going to run into the same thing. How do I get my money out of this paid in full rent house? I, I thought I did a good thing. I paid my house. Rent house off. That's a terrible thing to do. And I say terrible compared to how great it could be. That's like me. And, okay, I've got this flat layout. But how do you go to a second level, a third level, and fourth level? And you see, I had to tear the whole thing out. Say, so why do you have to tear the whole thing out? Because I had to tear it apart to get back to the structure, the structural changes I needed to make before I could put the second and third and fourth layers on there. 
were not possible unless I tore the flat part, the loops out. The loops had to come out. And that's what's going to happen to you. The money's got to come out of the 401k. It's got to come out of the IRA. And you go, but Dell, I'll pay taxes. Go, hey, when I tore my train track apart, there's a lot of pieces I couldn't use again. Cost me money. I'll call that taxes. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two. And we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop, just like Carolina did. Register lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about changing your investment structures. And I'm paralleling it to the pain I'm going through and the joy I'm going through by remodeling my railroad. So we've gotten to the point now where we're discussed. I'm at that point where I have had to destroy what I've done before. That means that the work that was invested into it and the materials that the tracks that I used and the turnouts, which are like the switches and um, the electrical stuff, everything that was being used before now is being replaced. And that means more cost. And that's the tax associated with changing. Uh, I had to buy all new stuff that works with this new way of doing this. And you're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to pay the tax to get your money out of your 401k. Otherwise, you're going to be a looper for the rest of your life. Round and round, up and down, round and round, up and down. That's all you're ever going to get. And you're not going to get any more joy than that. You're not going to get the joy of seeing it grow because your your layout's not going to grow. I mean, your 401k is not going to grow. And I did that on purpose, by the way. Nothing in your life is going to grow financially because you're going round and round, up and down, round and round, up and down. Yeah, you can buy some more trains to put on there. Yeah, you can put some more money in there. But it's just round and round, up and down, round and round, up and down. You're never going to get the joy of owning an asset. Like I'm going to have the joy now of having a really neat layout compared to 
one that wasn't neat, that has places to go and things to do with it that it didn't have. And it's going to have um, more realistic modeling, right? So I'm going to improve in all three aspects of my layout. Well, the same thing you would do with your, your finances. You're first of all going to get it out of the round to round up and down. You're going to pay a little tax to do that. But then you're going to have your money back. And interestingly enough, what you're going to find when you get to this point is what I found. When I tore my whole thing down and started to rebuild it, I found that there were some things I did right, right from the beginning. My base layout is so strong that you could walk on it. You could walk on top of it. I designed it so you could walk on top of it, crawl on top of it because it was so big. Um, the layout was designed to where you could reach things because that was something I learned up front. And so it was designed to have places you could get to almost everything on the track. When I tore it apart, what I found was is that the this infrastructure was so strong, I had no problem building onto that infrastructure the second and third and fourth layers uh, that I wanted to build because the first layer was built so well. And you're going to find the same thing. If you've saved a lot of money and you pay the taxes and now you're sitting there with the money, you're going to go, man, pat me on the back. I've got some money. But if you built a house of cards and you've got no money and taking the money out of the 401k and IRA leaves you no money, then you're going to realize, well, you know what? I got problems with just the base problem. I did, I didn't build a base. I don't have a savings base that I need to be able to save up enough money to go invest. And when you, you figure these things out, now you can look back at where your real problems were. My problem wasn't in the base. My problem was in the secondary, not so colorful approach to things. You maybe have no base. You have no money. Even in your 401k and IRA, you have no money in your savings. That's a primary problem. You need to solve that problem first by getting some savings going, by cutting your cost of living or making a little more money or whatever you got to do. But once you get past that, then you go, okay, I've done a pretty good job. I've saved some money. I've got some infrastructure here. Now I get to go build this beautiful investment. And there's nothing like buying your first asset. Uh, now you get over that over the, over time because it all becomes very common to you. And then when you become very big, what you find, it's like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, he said, when you're small, and you got a little muscles and you work out, you get these little pumpy, pumpy, pumpy muscles, guys like that. They go out in public with tank tops on or super tight T-shirts. And, you know, people look at them and go like, okay, whatever. But when you're big, you don't go out in public with tank tops. And so once you get really good at something, you kind of don't want to go out there and show it off anymore because you stick out. You stick out a lot. And being wealthy is one of those things that sticks out a lot. So um, only the people that are not very wealthy who drive the Ferraris, have the Ferrari parked out in front of their house or in their garage, uh, you know, they don't drive it anywhere. It's just to get the Ferrari because that's your status symbol. I could afford that or the Rolex watch because I could afford that. Um, you know, and I buy my wife all this. She's got sports cars and watches and jewelry and purses and clothes and shoes. Love it because she loves it. Love her to have it. I don't wear any of it. Don't have any of it. I wear old blue jeans and a T-shirt. And if I'm dressing up, I put on a Tommy Bahama. That's pretty flashy for me. That first asset you buy, really important to you. It's really egotistically impressive. Now, as I'm starting to rebuild this train, 
I'm getting some really neat stuff built into it already. I'm just, I'm just now getting to put back what I want to put back. And I'll tell you what, I'm sending pictures to my closest friends and they're going, holy smokes, that's incredible. Now get this. That's like you buying that rent house and you haven't even rented it yet. Because I haven't put a train on it and ran it around there because I haven't even put the power to it yet. I'm just building the infrastructure. So you buy this rent house. You're now waiting for the second point of joy. The second point of joy is, hey, it's paying me money. The day I turn that train on and it goes around this super neat layout, that's the day I go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I will have people over. We will have a party. (laughs) And I won't even have finished the layout. Just when that train goes around that track again and up and down these mountains and through this stuff, I'm going to have people over. It's going to be a party. I guarantee you it's going to be unbelievable. I will throw a giant party just to celebrate this. And when you start getting your rent checks, whether you've got a rent house or whether you own an apartment complex or whether you're a passive investor and you're getting your dividend checks or your refinance checks and this money comes in, you're going to want to dance. You're going to want to shout. You're going to want to go and have a party just to show everybody or whatever yourself, whatever, to celebrate that you were gutsy enough to take your money out of the 401k, the loop-de-loop, and go and build a better investment, a neater, more attractive investment, some of which you did yourself because you wanted to get involved and being involved in your investments instead of just throwing them off to somebody else is important to some people. Others won't want to take any time at all and they'll invest passively and they'll just want to brag about what they've done. Look at how many deals and most passive, they're excited about um, how many different properties they own and how many total doors, they call it, units that they have. And, hey, I'm up to, you know, 12 properties and 2,000 units. Um, and they look at it that way. There's really different types of investors. they got to figure out what kind of investing they want to do. And they're not all the same, and they don't all lead to the same results. And if you don't realize that, then you're going to go off and maybe do two or three of the same thing, two or three things at the same time that really don't coexist in real and true, as in real true investing out there. If you try to do two or three things at the same time, you'll get nothing done. You're a master. You are a jack of all trades and a master of none. You need to pick what you're going to do and specialize in it. You need to get the specialized knowledge necessary to do that one type of investing. You can always change later. Again, you can have to undo something and put it back and change it. That's the way it works. I've changed my investments many, many times over whatever it is, 35 years, 40 years I've been doing this now. Uh, I've sold houses to buy fourplexes, sold fourplexes to buy small apartments, sold small apartments to buy large apartments, sold large apartments to buy uh, newer apartments, brand new apartments compared to older apartments. I've changed it over and over and over again, and now we're basically in the Class A apartment business as far as real estate goes, and we don't want to go back to the small stuff, and we don't want to go back to the old stuff. That's where we're at. We're in the really great layout right now. Our model for investing is very, very beautiful, very easy to operate, very successful, and uh, it lives on. We're proud of it. 
and that's what happens when you change. You come out the other side with something much nicer than what you had. I could have stayed with all my 70s construction apartments, and I remember saying, I'm getting out of 70s. I'm going to 80s. I'm never coming back to 70s again because there's a big difference between 70s and 80s construction. Nowadays, 80s is that stuff. You go, man, I'm not going back to 80s. I'll never go back to 80s. I might buy a 90s, just like an old, crummy 90s. But uh, mostly I'm in the 2000s now. I mean, this is a different, you know, century. <laughs> so I'm going back to the old century, blah, blah, blah type thing. And so you make these decisions. You're going to have to make those same decisions along the way. But then you're going to run into your personality. And, that man, the personality is always the challenge. I had a guy send me an email the other day. He's so B. He's been thinking about this for years. He finally said, I'm, after years, I'm finally ready to do something. And literally, he wrote me a letter, email, that was four pages long about everything that he was afraid of, everything. And what he did was he, first of all, listed everything he believed that would be true about real estate investing, which was a complete waste of my time. But I just went through it anyway just to see where he's going with this thing. And then it really came down to he he had some really wrong beliefs about some things in there. He also had... Um, fears in there that he was fearful of. I mean, this guy had a very small amount of money. I think it was like $14,000, which case is probably the bare minimum you could actually go out and buy your first rent house with. And he was worried about whether he should be in apartments or he should be in passive investments, which none of which he could afford to do right now. And he was worried about the economy and about the interest rates and about this and about that. None of that means anything to this guy. This guy's real problem is go find one rent house you can buy for $14,000 down that will pay you good positive cash flow and get started in the industry because that's all he can do. But it was four pages and he wasn't even a member yet. He was just sticking his toe in the water, telling me he's ready to stick his toe and foot in the water. Right. And so I just told him, Hey, you got to go join up, go talk to this guy over here. One of our, you know, mentors or consultants and, you know, Babylon and whatever, but you got to join up and learn this stuff because you're overthinking it. And that's what type B's do. They overthink everything to the point where they, in most cases, never get started in anything. Then there's the other side. There's the type A personalities. And the type A personalities just dive in. They read the first page of any manual there ever was, or maybe even the first paragraph of any manual. Sometimes don't even read the manual. And they just dive in. My wife is this way. I mean, she doesn't even read the manual. She pulls the stuff out of the box and starts putting screws into pieces and pieces together by what she thinks is supposed to. And she's the kind of person that ends up, it doesn't work when she gets it together. Uh, there's pieces left over. There's parts left over. Uh, I, ultimately, I have to come and take it all apart and put it back together the right way in many, many cases. Not every case, because some things are simple enough that her approach in life gets her through. But in some cases, you got to start all over again because everything that was done was a waste of time. So those two types of personalities are what get in the way of getting started in the largest change in your financial career, to move away from the loop-de-loo up and down into the something incredible asset. Hope you learned something today. Look forward to seeing you in the future. Have a great day. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle.
thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.